Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Can't you just feel some stuff falling off? You do it long enough, <laughs> every day of your life, nothing can stick. Glory to God. All right, today we're going to take the offering. Glory to God. Amen. And uh, we're still on, on um, talking about wealth and the people God made rich, but we're going to kind of deviate a little bit. Not deviate, but we're going to talk about uh, um, is your heart ready for wealth? Is your heart ready for prosperity? Are you ready? Can you handle wealth? Amen? It's important to be prepared for the wealth that is coming. Because in Matthew 6.33, you can put it up, the Bible says Jesus was teaching. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. So that means that things are definitely going to be added unto us. Because we are seeking God first. I thought I was going to hear a louder amen. amen. We are seeking God first. We are declaring that God is our number one. And as we seek him, it is, it is, we don't even, we don't have to pursue things. Things will pursue us. That's our promise. And so what we should be focusing on is not about, on the wealth coming or worrying about it. But we should be, what? Seeking the Lord. Seeking his direction, his instruction, his correction. Hallelujah. <laughs> and following, because the Bible says that is those that are willing and obedient that will eat the good of the land. All right, so in 2 Corinthians 13.5, you don't have to put that up. The Bible tells us that we should examine ourselves to see if we be in faith. If we are in faith, so it's good for us to examine ourselves, not to examine other people. Because sometimes there's a tendency to be examining other people, talking about other people and talking about what you would have done if you were in their shoes <laughs> or what, how you would never have done that. Well, <laughs> we're not supposed to be looking at that and thinking about, oh, I would never, if that was me, I would never uh-uh, begin to fo- focus on the word. Focus on the direction that God is giving you and leave other people alone. Because many people have gotten shocked. They have gotten shocked. They've gotten to a place and they never expected that they would fall into certain things that they fell into. Because they were thinking that they were standing in their own strength. When the Bible clearly tells us in Proverbs, right? Let he that, is it Proverbs now? 1 Corinthians, I believe, 10. It says, let he that thinketh he standeth. Take heed, least what he falls. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. Because sometimes you look at people, ah, look at what they are doing with their money. Oh, look at what they are. What are you doing with your money? Should be your number one thought. Ah, look at that person. If I had all that money, I would have helped the church. I would have done this. Really? The one you have in your hand right now, how are you being a major blessing, maximum blessing? Are the questions that we need to ask ourselves. 
And we've been talking about humility in Bible study, in School of the Word, right? We've been talking about these things. It's not just to talk about it, but to apply it in every area of our lives. To humbly just look at ourselves and say, yes, let me see this area, this area, this area. How am I um, humbling myself here? How am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing here? Am I looking at other people, judging other people rather than judging myself? Glory to God. I'm telling you, if every believer would do that, amazing, amazing. Now, that's what we are doing in this house, right? That is what we are doing in this house. And so God wants us rich, but he doesn't want us to get carried away with the riches. This is important because we are going to get really rich. We are going to get so rich, we're not going to qualify for the stimulus checks. (laughs) Hallelujah. Can I hear a loud amen? (laughs) You know, some of us don't qualify for that check, right? And some of us, one of these days, all of us will not qualify for that check. Because we are making too much money. But don't be sad that you are making too much money, you don't qualify for the stimulus check. Begin to say very soon, if they bring any other check, I will not qualify because I'll be making more money than this. And this is the mindset God wants us to have because if we don't have that mindset, the enemy can come in there and try to not make you want to not depend on government handouts. The socialist system, right? Is that what they call it? That's why we need to make sure that we're having God's mindset about these things. We're understanding that God is a rich God. God can help us, give us better than any government can. Because some of these things, the enemy can sneak in. So it can be a help for a little while. But don't let it now become your normal, where you no longer press for more. Because we have more kingdom work to do than the stimulus checks can provide. They can only keep you in a certain level, and we don't want to be in that level. Glory to God. Solomon would not have wanted that check. Like, what am I going to do with that? Hallelujah. But we thank God for, for it, right? We thank God for it, and one of the things that they were singing is about how they love God and their heart towards God. And one of the tests that comes, when money like this comes, are you able to bring out a huge chunk and so tie? Are you able? Yeah. Answer, yeah. Say, yeah, confidently. Are you able to now say, ah, wow, I've been believing, I've been wanting to have some big money in my account. Now I have some that I do not even expect. I can give God a good offering. You see, these are the tests that we have daily. Sometimes we miss it. And we are thinking, oh, when this, when this. And every day there are little tests. And those tests that you pass promotes you to the next level. But in this house, we're not missing any tests. Hallelujah. Because we are seeking God first. We're seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. And as things are being added to us, we keep seeking. Hallelujah. And so we need to check our hearts at this time. This is an opportunity to check our hearts before some of those big monies come. And even when those big monies come, we need to still keep checking our hearts. So it's important that when big money come, husbands, non-nasta acting like they no longer have time for their wives. Hallelujah. And all the husband says, it's not amen. It's not a portion. Amen. Praise the Lord. And all the wives don't start acting. Oh, I have money now. Don't talk to me anyhow. They now start disrespecting their husbands. And we're getting into some practical stuff now. Everybody, why are you quiet on me? You should say amen. Is it true? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, these are things that we need to really look at it because the flesh, the flesh can be tricky. And these things creep in. 
You never really know how humble you are until you have been put in a position of authority and of wealth. Because the Bible says that these things, they puff up. They puff up because you're riding a better car. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's inferior to you. So now we are preparing our hearts. We are making sure that our hearts are straight. With the ones that we have, we are, we are using it to be a blessing to others. When more comes, we are thinking about others as well, not looking down our noses, not polishing our car for hours and not being able to come to church anymore, not now saying, husband, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? I'll just leave. <laughs> Some people stay because they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have no money to get out of town. But when the money comes, hey. But we are not like that. We are stable and we are steady. The things that move us is the word of God. Hallelujah. Not external, outside things. So the Bible says that we should not be high-minded departing from the living God. Just because we have a few nice things now does not mean that we are better than other people. Glory to God. Does not mean now that we can no longer lie on the floor and worship if we are led to. Hallelujah. Put up Deuteronomy 8. We are going to read from verse 7 to 20. Now, when God began to take the children of Israel into the new, into the promised land, he gave them some of these warnings. And that's why God is putting it in our hearts to teach some of these things even now. He began to let them know that some of these things would happen. And you can read it from the beginning, but I'll read from verse 7. It says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. Hallelujah. We are going to the top. We are in the top, going to the top. He's bringing us there. But so he's telling us these things. He says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains of depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and promethe. Pomegranates are a land of oil, olive, and honey. You can decode all of that. A land of CDs and bank accounts and savings and all of that. You, you all know that, right? A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Hallelujah. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. Glory to God. This is powerful prosperity. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee. So in other words, it says that when you are getting more, you need to bless God some more. For it, recognize that he's the one. It says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and a fool, thou shalt build and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied. When I was reading this, I was like, yes. And all that thou hast is multiplied. When you begin to see multiplied, especially when, when pastor began to tell us on Friday prayer meeting. You all remember when he talked about the $20. That if you multiply $20 when? Which one is it? Every month, every week, every day. Yeah, once a month. How much will you have by the end of the year? 40000 If you multiply $20 every month, by the end, if you double it, right, 
at the end of the month, at the end of the year, you have easy 40,000. You just need to keep thinking. So that means you're going to keep your thinking cap on for the rest of the year. And if you find that you're not multiplying it, you better turn off that TV. Because the TV, many times, sometimes, except you're watching like Wealth Channel that's giving you ideas. Because sometimes those TV things can fry your brain. Where you're no longer thinking, you're just like, give me more, give me popcorn. That's <laughs> No, no, no. Praise the Lord. And how much do you say we could multiply to get to a billion? $200 every month for 24 years. Every year, okay. We'll give you two billion. Wow, two hundred, only two hundred, every year for twenty-four years. Some of us need to start now. You need to be able to put that thing in your account for twenty-four years. Now, if Jesus starts, is fine, but you will be able. I think some people need to try that experiment. Can you believe God for two hundred dollars that you will not touch a year? Hallelujah. See how God is giving us wisdom in this season. We are sure we sure are going to the top. I know that it's not going to take us 24 years, but we will have the 24 years accounts and then we have the other accounts as well. Praise the Lord. All right, it says, Then thine heart shall be lifted up, and thou shalt forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought where there was no water who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good in thy later end and thou shalt say in thy heart my power and the might of my hand had gotten me this wealth he says you should be aware of the, that. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may what? Establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. So God is saying to us, as we are increasing, we should keep remembering. And one way that we know to remember God is that we are not letting go of our gifts and talents to serve in church. Pastor also talked about that service in church. And also we are tithing and we are increasing our offerings. Praise the Lord. We are increasing our offerings, not decreasing it. Because you realize God is the one giving me these things. So I will bless the Lord with it. So that's what he's saying and that's what we are doing. We are preparing our hearts for that plenty. And we are using that which we have in our hands right now as practice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are being consistent in it. Practicing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So wealth is not a bad thing. Sometimes people like to say wealth is a bad thing because they do this. They forget God. So some people now say, ah, because they got money, they stop coming to church. I don't want money. No, 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 no. That does not have to be your case. It's a decision that you make and a desire that comes from your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 1.32 that the prosperity of the fool will destroy him. And that's why we are, we are getting wisdom. The Bible says get wisdom and with all you're getting. Or get understanding and with all you're getting. 
get wisdom. Get wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we need to get wisdom. We need to get understanding about all of these things that God is bringing into our hands. Amen. It's very important because the Bible says that the prosperity of a foolish person will destroy them. Let me read some things to you about the characteristics of a fool. I know we don't want to hear that right now because <laughs> number one thing is that, hallelujah. Let me see where I have it. Number one, the fool rejects God. We know that the Bible tells us very clearly that a fool says there is no God in his heart. He says that only fool says there is no God. Number two, the fool is opinionated. Now, you go and listen, read some of those things. Not that you can't have, have opinions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But your opinion, you're looking at your thoughts above God's word. The fool is unteachable. The fool is unteachable. The fool lacks integrity. And we're going to look at an example in the scripture. The fool loves to pick a fight. The fool is unchanged by discipline. Even when you discipline, they don't change. You correct, they don't change. You say one thing ten times, no change. That's a fool. Because if you don't change, you will not increase. You will not be better. If you don't change, you will not receive praises for that thing that you have done better. You will keep being rebuked and rebuked and instructed. That is a foolish person. That's why the Bible says foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. But thank God that we are raising wise children here, right? The Bible says, the okay, the fool, not the Bible, praise the Lord, just putting it together. The fool wastes his income. He's wasteful. The fool has no direction in life. The fool does not follow leadership, does not follow instruction. And we can go on and on and on and on and on. But one of the ones I just want to remember, or I want us to look at, focus on, is the fool has no integrity. And let's look at, um, let's look at what Jesus said, and then we'll look at Ananias and Sapphira. In Matthew 21, let's read from verse 28 to 32. Jesus was, was talking to the people, and he said, tell me what you think about this parable. He says, but what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go walk today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. Praise the Lord. Repentance is a good thing. Yeah. It's to change your mind and go. Sometimes some people think that repent is to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, repent I'm sorry is not repentance. I'm sorry is to change. Jesus is showing us there. He said he repented and he went to do it. Hallelujah. And he came to the second son and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And he went not. I have many children. And sometimes I hear, yes, mom. Going right there, yes, mom. Recently, I had to rebuke one of them. I said, don't yes, mom me and not do it. Because sometimes some people say, yes, sir, yes, pastor. Just to get you off their back. They act like they are so uh, kind, nice and pious. And, oh, yes, sir, yes, pastor. But at the end of the day, they don't do it. They do the opposite. But that's not who we are. That's not, that is a lack of integrity. 
Amen? Whither of them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him, the first. Why? Because he was willing. Okay, he, he went from being unwilling to obedient. And the Bible says that he that is willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. And so I guess when he went from unwilling to obedient, he became willing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he said, Whither of the twain did the will of his father? They say unto him the first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. God forbid for us, right? That we will not be in the church and miss out on the good things of God. And sometimes there are unbelievers out there. They are, they are thinking and they are making certain monies. And the ones in the church are getting mad at them. They are entering into some wealth, even though it's bad success. Because they are using some of the things that God gave them. But them that are in the church are not using theirs. But that is not our portion. We're going to use our brain. We're going to be willing. We're going to be obedient. We're going to go when God says. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's look at Ananias and Sapphira. Acts chapter 5. These were the people who prosperity destroyed, who had a lack of integrity. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession and came back and kept back part of the price. His wife also, being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy power? Why, why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied to men, but unto God. You know, this is this sometimes unfortunately is also rampant in, in the church and it's pride. Some people would rather you believe that they have faith without actually having faith. They want to pretend that they have what they don't have. Praise the Lord. Not only in the church, even in we can see it even in financial issues of debts, amounting debts, buying things that we cannot. <laughs> we don't like to use that word, <laughs> but you all know what I'm talking about, you know, and things like that. And it's, 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 it's not godly. Praise the Lord. They wanted them to people to praise them. Wow. You sold your land and you gave everything to God. You really love God. Oh. Wow. You gave God everything. Meanwhile, they were not giving him everything. Why didn't they just say, well, I'm giving him a part. Pride. They are fools. That, that was a foolish thing. Praise the Lord. Lack of integrity. Wanting people to look at them differently. What we want is to actually be that thing. That good thing. Not, to, not for people to think. Meanwhile, we are not. Glory to God. But we have on the inside of us all these powerful things. And we can pull it out by following God. By following God's direction, by believing God, by not being afraid to speak the truth, by not being afraid to be led by the Holy Ghost. If that's the amount that you can give from the sale of the land, give it and believe God to give some more next time. Praise the Lord. 
So don't pretend that, oh, oh, okay, I gave everything. Meanwhile, no, no, praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop flogging the issue. <laughs> Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. How many of us are wise people? Oh, wow. How many of us are wise? I'm wise, I'm wise, I'm wise. All right, the Bible says that we should bring the very first, the first one-tenth of everything that God blesses us with. And then that we should separate an offering unto the Lord. Whatever he is in our heart to do, whatever he lays in our heart to do, we have that prerogative. Amen? Hallelujah. And then we can also give honorarium, seed faith, whatever it is. First fruits. But let's do it willingly. So as you're, you're bringing your offering, just begin to think about how God has blessed you and begin to thank him for it. Let's rise up on our feet if we can. Let's rise up on our feet and just begin to think about the good things that God has done. Thank Him for our jobs, our businesses, our families. Thank Him for the open doors, the opportunities that He has given unto us. And then just say, Lord, I'm bringing this to you, whatever it is. Just begin to say, you thank Him that you have the opportunity to be able to tithe, to be able to bring the offering, that He would even receive it of your hands. Begin to thank him that even as he brings more into your hands, that you are looking forward to giving more. That you are excited to do more in the kingdom. That your ears are inclined to hear him, his direction. To ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Thank you so much for all of this. Pray that you will hear him clearly and that you will not only be here, but you do. Because the Bible says that we should not only be hearers, but doers. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for your promise to us that you add to us when we seek you first. We are excited about it. But our hearts are not after those things. Our hearts are after you. And as these things come, we even demonstrate how much our hearts are after you. By using these things to serve you and to be a blessing to you, to expand the kingdom to your praise and to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.